Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller on this Valentine's Day. We welcome you to the program. We will talk sports right up until 1 o'clock. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. Shelby Mast is going to be our only guest this hour. He does the brackets for Gannett newspapers uh, throughout the country. And he also joins us every Tuesday as we inch our way to Selection Sunday. Are we on the precipice, perhaps, of welcoming another a Big 12 team to the Big Dance. Boy, Texas Tech certainly trending in that direction. So we'll talk to Shelby Mast about the brackets coming up here at the bottom of the hour, a couple of minutes in all likelihood uh, after that. Adam Emenecker in his spot. 12.05 on Tuesday, we talked the Drake Bulldogs coming off a win. Tucker DeVries left the game uh, late in the uh, second half as he uh, fell on his elbow. Um, went to the locker room, put a nice bag on it, came back to the bench, was not needed in the game, so did not play for the rest of the game. But hopefully good news there as they head to, to the McLeod Center tomorrow to take on you and I. Adam Emenecker, Doco Pizza, sponsors uh, that segment. He'll join us at 12.05. And then Big 12 conversation with our friend Matt Postens from Hart. Portland College Sports, another night in the Big 12 last night. Texas Tech knocks off Texas. Away we go. A couple of good ones tonight. Kansas and Oklahoma State. And welcome back, Trent Condon. Hello, how are you? I'm not as tanned as you. <laughs> oh, what a fun time that was. And now back to reality as state wrestling starts tomorrow night. No, girls. it doesn't, does it? It does, as now they have the... next week somehow. No, four-day tournament now with the Wednesday through Saturday wow. set up with the 24-wrestler bracket and then... Two weeks away from girls' state basketball and the boys' state basketball, and then the NCAA tournament makes its mm. way to Des Moines. Sun and fun in, but a uh, great time and happy to be back. Even, yes, got to watch the Super Bowl. Didn't get to see the feed you got to see, though, and the commercial's so what, much different. Uh, where, so, what were you, what were, uh, what, I mean, what do you watch? So, there were two feeds on, at least like in our room, and we were getting ready for it to go out for the evening as the game was starting. And the first one that I found was one of their local channels. You know, a, a Fox and ESPN, mm-hmm. or uh, ABC, NBC, mm-hmm. something like that. It was all Spanish, Spanish broadcast. Was it? All the graphics, everything was all Spanish. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And during one of the commercials then, I started flipping around, and they had ESPN and ESPN2, but they were the Mexican feed. So the Iowa-Purdue game on Thursday night, they weren't on those feeds. It was some soccer match. <laughs> Surprise. So we went to the sports bar. They did have it there. They yeah. looked for a while, and they finally found it for us, and that was great. And the same thing Sunday for the Iowa-Minnesota game, but... Found on one of their Fox Sports channels, they did have the broadcast. And it was the broadcast that was shown on Mexican TV, the one that I was talking about mm-hmm. earlier, though, mm-hmm. with American graphics and American play-by-play, but not Olsen, not Burkhart. Instead, it was the Westwood One radio call with Ian Eagle and Charles Davis that were on the call. It's different. Very different. And the commercials, <laughs> much different. Yeah. I mean, because... You know what? You didn't miss. A, I don't think you missed a whole lot. I think they've run out of ideas. It kind of feels right? that way. I mean, we're on what year three now of the commercial kind of conversation where it's yeah, like it's just kind of blah. I mean, we don't. There's no such thing as a newspaper anymore. Mm-hmm. But but the day after the oh. Super Bowl, to me, you, you got to get the green section mm-hmm. of the USA Today. Absolutely. Because and I, I read that article. Though. I read it on Monday. Yeah. 
sitting by the beach and I'm, well, what did I miss? Nothing. Nothing. That's no. kind of what the takeaway was. And I looked at a few other things. There was a couple that were okay. Right. I mean, as a, you know, I, it, until Jet came into my life and totally changed my life, I wouldn't have thought Farmer's Dog was worth a crap. <laughs> right. Now I cry. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that stick with me. So I didn't miss much on no, that. No, I right? don't think you did. The halftime show. So we were at the I walked Jet. Ball. I can't help you out. I, I would took Jet out to do his business. So I didn't see Rihanna you didn't, at all. You well, didn't I don't see know her music. Yeah. I, you, well, you know some pop music. I mean, you would have known plenty of the songs. I'm Maybe guess. I just wouldn't have been able. Yeah, that's probably. You probably no. would. Oh, that's Rihanna. Uh, right. Exactly. It, it would have been one of those kind of things. Uh-huh. Is, I always enjoy you during a commercial break <laughs> every once in a while. Burst in, how does Ken know that song? I, he doesn't. He the, just, he's those earworms it. get in there for uh, you, though, and, and they don't disappear. But I enjoyed it. But we were watching it at the sports bar. And there were all these young girls, you know, in their 20s, probably mid-20s, mm-hmm. and they were dancing. They were having a great time. They, they were absolutely loving it. Well, then a fight broke out. Oh, boy. Now, one of the boyfriends and somebody else said, oh, boy, yeah. they were fighting. Well, we got to get to dinner anyway. So we uh, skedaddled out of there very quickly. So got to see it. Entertaining, mm-hmm. enjoyable. It was a great game. And we got a great game. Yeah, we got and, a great and game. And every single year, for as long as I've known you, Ken, mm-hmm. what do you ask for Just every single great time? great games. Bring the curtain down. Give us a great yeah. game, and we got a great yeah, game. Yeah, we did. Didn't get one in college football. Nope. Uh, can't get can them all and, uh, in that type of fashion, but uh, uh, certainly the game made up for it. Uh, good for good for the Chiefs. I don't think we're going to get Mitch Holtis. Well, I know we won't tomorrow. They're having a parade. Right. Uh, I'm guessing he'll play as, uh, a role in it. We're going to try and get him uh, at some point this week, but you know what? I get the sense um, they're just going to unwind, Yeah. you know, just unplug. And why That's wouldn't a you? long season. It's a long season. And they've been doing it for a long time now, too. Yeah, absolutely. There's no question. So hopefully we'll get Holtis. I know we're going to get him at some point leading up to the draft. Yes, the draft is in Kansas City this April. Uh, all roads, football-wise, uh, go through Kansas City, and um, good for them. Good for them. So the game was good. You Did you make any money? I did, yeah. Maybe this was the best thing for me because I know if I – because, of course, I couldn't bet. In no. Fact, landed in Houston. That was our connecting flight. Mm-hmm. Got there, tried. No, no, not, no, happening. no. not happening to anyone. But I had to and really. If you would have been able to bet when you were in Houston, that wouldn't have been a, that would have been a problem, right? Not for you, for, for the company, the, book, yeah. the operators. <laughs> right. Yeah, their geofencing would not be working very no. well if that was the case. So the one one of the great things too is I was able to open my apps, every one of them except for FanDuel. For whatever reason, you couldn't even open it to couldn't see even where open your accounts it. were, yeah, but your balance, etc. Every other one, yeah. Circa opened up, got to see all my pending bets there. And the way it played out, you know, I was kind of grinding there at the end, make sure I had everything there. And I didn't go crazy, which I sometimes do, where you got 50 prop bets. That's not a profitable right. way to do you it. Can't. I broke it down. I found like 10 that I really liked. Bet on the game, bet more than I usually do on the Chiefs' money line. We talked about that. And then just left it alone. But if I was still here Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm, Sunday, mm-hmm. what have I been doing? You know me. Yeah, dabbling. Just more. I hear, uh-huh. oh, that, that's a good one. I mean, yeah. you go searching. Instead, I had a very confined portfolio, as I like to say. Yes. And it worked out incredibly well. Open up the account. Woo. Oh, yeah. And then I forgot I had a Chiefs future in there at 10 to 1 from back in August. Oh, that one pays out, obviously, on top of it. So, yeah, it turned out to be very, very profitable for me. And I believe I finished second in our Bet Rivers contest. I, I think. Did you? Yeah, I hit two of my bets. Not long shots. One was I think 
plus 350. The other one was maybe four to one, something like that. Well, as so, long as you held serve, because you were in the money going into the final week. So if you held serve and made a little bit, yeah, I got it. I find it hard to believe somebody. We certainly you didn't catch Bromel Camp. No. Uh, in, in the contest, Todd Bromel Camp uh, was home free. Well, good stuff. Good to have you back. Uh, you saw Iowa. The Iowa Minnesota game was, I mean, um, it's kind of cat ball yarn. It just wasn't very good. Right. You know, they kept Minnesota, him at arm's distance the did. whole second half. Right. And to Minnesota's credit, they played hard. They Without were under, Garcia. Right. They were on they were undermanned. They they played hard, but um the super seniors were brought you in Connor McCaffrey. Connor McCaffrey was really good, didn't score a bunch. No. But cleaned up on the boards time after time after time. Um Iowa State's I don't know what to say about this team, Trent. This is a big spot for them tomorrow with TCU. Yeah. I don't know if Mike Miles is going to be able to answer the bell or not. I did hear the pregame of the uh, their last game. Uh, no, I, I, uh, I saw it on Twitter that he's very close. He wasn't going to be. Did they play Baylor this weekend? I think they did. Um, who, by the way, I think is now, at least today, I'm about to change my mind <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. I think Baylor might be the team to beat in that conference. We've been going down this path now for a couple of weeks. They started off 0-3 uh-huh. in Big 12. and since They're then, a different team. Their guards are all back. I saw this uh, this number, and it was the teams that are playing the best since January 1st. One of the analytics sites, okay. Bart, Bart Torvik. You hear me from time to time mm-hmm. mention that one, mm-hmm. along with Ken Palm, which I mentioned all the time. But since January 1st, they are one of the top four teams in the country. Do you know the other three? Do you have that in front of you? Let me find it here, because I, I had the tweet, I believe, liked uh, earlier. I think I had that yesterday, because it, it. I think it shows you kind of just how the differences that are out there and showing and scrolling through here, trying to find it. All right. These teams since January 1st. Uh, Baylor? Oh, this, these are teams that you wouldn't anticipate maybe to be gotcha. towards the top. So I don't you have think Purdue and you... Yeah. Yes. Right. Baylor? Yeah. Creighton, San Diego State, and Texas A&M. These are all teams that are playing Uh a lot better than they were the first two months of the year here over the last six weeks, basically, of it. And it was also a gambling kind of angle to it. You can get Creighton right now, win the whole thing 30-1. to Got him. You have him. Final four, though? You still get them at plus 650? Not interested. That's not enough for you? Cut down the nets. They can't do that. Go big, go home. San Diego State. 80-1 80-1 to, to win it all. They're not winning it all. No, they're not winning it all. How about 16-1 to one to get to a Final Four, though? Does that intrigue you? 16-1 uh, to one does. And Texas A&M's the other. They're 150-1 mm-hmm. to one to win it all. 40-1, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to one, though, to make a Final Four. I have no idea who's going to be in the Final Four. I have no idea who the best team in the country is. This time last week, I was convinced it was Purdue. And uh, then they've lost two out of three. And then they've lost two out of three. Um, and, and the game against Northwestern, that was a fun game. What a comeback for Northwestern. Court Rush, Chris Collins and his kids exchanging tears. Well, not exchanging tears, but uh, little Collins was part of the interview. And I guess he's a he's a, um, a manager or a grad assistant coach. You know, tears coming down his face. He stood next to his father, and that got me crying. No, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Yeah. It was a pretty cool moment. Because Northwestern, I mean, they've been a god-awful. Were they picked last I bet Nebraska probably still was. Oh, probably so. And Minnesota. Minnesota yeah, probably, probably. 12th, though. Yeah, toward the bo- certainly toward the bottom. Right. And they, I mean, they're really a decent team. And you lose two players to Carolina and Duke. Absolutely. Do you know what it is? It's their, it's their veteran guards. Yes. Adige and Bowie are playing out of their minds. They're they, playing out of their minds. And Nicholson's a big fella in the middle. Um, it's, it, a, it's a fun team. They'll get to the tournament for the second time. Under yeah, Collins, right, and after that long drought, and they get there. Wasn't that a, what do you call those things? Meme? What didn't we have a meme of a kid crying? Yeah, it was the AD's son. 
Was it? Yeah, that was balling. And uh, they're blowing it to Gonzaga, right? I don't remember. I think it might have been. Yeah, I think it was Gonzaga in the round of 32. They won the game yeah. for the first time. And being Elaine's there. kid was on the team. Yeah, that's right. Yes, because she was in Julia Louise Dreyfus was uh-huh. in the stands all the time for that. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that aspect. Now it's a hell of a race. And look, we got we're surrounded by races. The Big Twelve's nuts. Mm-hmm. The Valley's terrific. Yeah, and Drake is playing as well as anybody. And I see as I had Kevin Lehman last week when you were gone. Mm-hmm. And, he speculated that ESPN or one of the ESPNs would pick up that Bradley Drake game, and it indeed has been snapped up by ESPN too. And the is that uh, I think it's the final day of the regular season. I think that's a Sunday game for Bradley and Drake, uh, but it's been picked up. I want to say ESPN two picked that one up. But point being, that conference is really good. You and I is going the wrong way at this point. Um, maybe playing with a little house money. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe kind of um, you know. Um, Mirage the way that they were getting through early in the uh, in the conference play because they started the season so poorly, seemingly turned it around, but they've fallen on hard times. But you know what? The roster's so young. I got this for Shelby Mast when we have him on. This Drake team, they went out to the championship game. And, and losing the championship and losing game? losing the final. Got to put them in. That would put them, let's see, they are currently 20-6, and six, a fourth regular season. Two. That would put them at 26-7. and seven. Win all the way through and lose in the conference mm-hmm. championship game. 26 and 7. Here's some of their numbers that are important. Their net right now is 72. So where would it be? Let's say it gets to 60. Okay. Uh, non conference strength of schedule, 58th, uh, 164th, but RPI 58. They would be 1 and 0 against quadrant 1, 2 and 3 quad 2. Say you had a couple of wins and then a loss probably in the championship there. 4 and 4. Ooh, that's tough. I mean, you're talking about. 12 wins in quad four, three losses in quad three, too. That might be mm. what ultimately gets them, is those three losses in quad three mm. games that get them. But they're going to be in the conversation at the very least. They're, they're going to be part of the conversation, but it has to be just that. I don't think there's any other scenario where they're even on the bubble. Win all the, out, mm-hmm. all the way to the conference championship game, lose a nail-biter to Bradley, whoever. Yeah. No, there's a, um, a, a Drake story that I think is off in the distance a couple of three, four, five, six weeks down the road. Is that Tucker? Yeah, it's both. It's, and and Darren looking for another job, and Tucker in the NBA draft. I know if he's looking, I think he's going to have plenty of opportunities to turn down jobs, right? Or certainly that that's one to clip and save. I think, and and certainly that's not what I'm rooting for. This guy's been phenomenal mm-hmm. since he's been there. I hope he retires there, but he's a coach, and we get. And I'm not knocking him. He's a coach. He can make some money, and and. Um, how about that father-son tandem? How about a two-for-one package? Five straight years with 20 think wins. Think about that. At Drake. And this team's this team is going to look significantly different next year. Let's, mm-hmm. let's not kid ourselves. This is the, what did I hear on the broadcast, the fifth oldest team in college basketball this year? Yeah. Not in the Valley. Right. In college basketball this year. So this team is going to look appreciably different, uh, but clip and save that one for a few weeks down the road. Roman Penn, the player of the week in the MVC. The guy's week. out of his mind, Trent. Yeah. He's out of his mind. They hammered Southern on Saturday afternoon. It worked out great. It was a one o'clock, one o'clock tip and um, nothing that I that I wanted to watch over. Like Iowa State wasn't playing it, that they played at five and Iowa played the next day. So I just settled in and watch the Valley and, and watch the Nap Center and, and it was packed, which was great to see. Mm-hmm. They killed Southern Illinois. Southern made a little bit of a run in the game, uh, but then they just pulled clear. But Tucker DeVries got hurt. 
So we'll see how that uh, works out for him. And we'll have Adam Emenecker coming up here at 12.05. So Iowa State, they've lost six out of their last nine. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That snuck up on me when yeah. I, I didn't realize. Um, maybe it's the, it's the win over Kansas that maybe clouds things a little bit or you think it's going better than you, than it, than it is, uh, with, with the win. Over Kansas, the way they did it at their building, they beat Kansas State, so they got a couple of good wins. But man, six out of the last nine have not gone their way. And Caleb Grill mm-hmm. was, um, um, he lost it. <laughs> he kind of embarrassed himself a little bit. The jawing, and the I just, jawing, saw- yeah, I mean, he got it. This, this Ashbury got into his head. Got into his head. He missed two out of the three free throws, which isn't a surprise. They can't hit a free throw to save their life. Yeah. They shot forty nine percent. They are. Terrible at the free throw line. They have to be last in the conference. Free throw shooting percentage, 65.9%. That is 331st in the country. So that's got to be last in the Big 12. Oh, I would think so, yeah. I couldn't see anybody being worse than that. That's rough. Ugh, that's terrible. Really rough. And short of the Oklahoma game, there's not an easy one left. TCU, you mentioned Miles. Let me remind you, and I agree with you, but Mm -hmm. let me remind our listeners out there, Oklahoma beat Alabama, the number one team in the country, by 30, (laughs) or 24, whatever it was. It wasn't Norman, but still. Still, killed them. They throttled them. That same day that Missouri was throttling Iowa State in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. The road games, K-State, tough. And and K-State's got revenge on their minds. Texas, speaking of revenge. Speaking of revenge, yeah. Car Kelsher's worth the price of admission. And this Iowa State team, they've got punched in the mouth the last two games, and they've kind of flinched. And they then Baylor flinched. at the end. The Baylor team you saw back on December 31st compared different. to this Baylor totally team. Different. Totally different. Cryer didn't play in that, in that uh-huh. game. Yes, He's playing call. now. He's playing. The Baylor, I'm telling you, I think they're the right now, if I had to pick a team, um, that I would put at the top of the Big 12 would be Baylor. I see this Baylor team, and there's some similarities. That Syracuse team with Carmelo, mm. where Carmelo mm-hmm. as a freshman just mm-hmm. put him. Keontae George is that good. Mm-hmm. He can absolutely, he can yeah. win. Enjoy him now, Waco, because this is your only <laughs> yeah. year with him. He can win multiple, not win a He will. He yep. can win three games for you in the tournament. He's that good. Mm-hmm. And then you got Flagler, who been around for, what, 15 Ever? years now? Yep. Yeah, I think he was in yeah. Drew's first recruiting class. Might have been. L.J. Cryer, as you mentioned. Yeah. Bridges, th- this team, they got the toughness inside. Mm-hmm. JTT. Joshua's back. Mm-hmm. Coming off the bench. How well, many minutes did he play last night? He didn't play a ton. He played uh, d- d- 23. Oh, did more than yeah. I thought. More than I thought. 23. He had 11. Had three rebounds. Had an assist. That This conference it is mm. so fascinating. Watching Texas Tech last night. Handle the pressure. Mm-hmm. Every time Texas had a run, mm-hmm. they had a response. Mm-hmm. This is a team that it took them two months to get a conference win. Mm-hmm. And now, it's on a bit of a roll. They got a real chance of making the NCAA tournament. What's their net? Their net. Let's pull that up because that is a big number. Yes, it is. We, we get into that. They're, they're heading in the right direction. That's one for Shelby. Oh, absolutely. What they still have to do. Now, at minimum, they got to win three out of their last five. Maybe even go four and one okay. in this final stretch to get there. Uh, let's see, Big Twelve as we're scrolling through the net here. That's a little more difficult uh, to navigate here on the site. We got to find it. Da, da, da. I'll get it in a moment, but All right. it's they still have plenty of work to do, right? Because what are they right now? Three and uh, three and ten. Three and ten yeah. in the conference. So yeah, obviously a lot more. Their net is currently sixty. 
better than I thought. They've got a chance. Strength of schedule, 49. They are 3-10 and 10 against Quadrant 1 and 0-1 and against Quadrant 2. But Do they have a bad loss? Is there a Quad 4 loss? There is. There's one Quad 3 loss in there, but that is it. Yeah, it's it's overall pretty solid. They lost to Creighton. Ohio State now looks like a bad loss, but mm-hmm. at the time, the Buckeyes were not the So that's the game you got on the plane last night coming home? Yes, uh, both so, of them. And you're on United. United's got TV now. I didn't know that. Yeah, United's got direct TV. Huge. Yes. So. How many channels? I mean, you don't get them all. Most of them, though. You really do. And I was scrolling through to see what else kind of they had on there during one of the commercial breaks. Yeah. They had all the 700s with NFL on there, too. I wonder if they also have Sunday Ticket. I'm not positive. But the channels were listed. NFL. I didn't know they had TV. I'm just so yeah. Southwest uh, ingrained in my right. head. United. It was. We were very happy with that one coming back. And so how, how did you fly? Des Moines, Houston, Houston to where? To Cancun. Cancun. And then the same way on the way back. It was mm-hmm. the exact same flights coming back the other way. How far from Houston to Cancun? How long is that flight? Can't be that long. Two and a half. Oh, okay. Longer yeah. than I thought. Yeah. Not too bad. And uh-huh. then our resort, we stayed south of Cancun. So you get to the airport, you get your bags, and what? Disaster. Oh, boy. Oh, getting into the country was awful. Oh, you got to go through customs when you get there. Yes. And it's hard to get through Mexico customs? It is because, well, it's everybody on vacation. And there was, they did not have it set up at all. We we had our group of 14. One of the couples was already there. So yeah. it was 12 of us. Yeah. All on the same flight coming in. Right. All got there at the same time. We were all seated And the flight's close. packed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we get in. We go down to this uh, this little walkway, through down these stairs, and there it is. Here's customs, yeah, and it is a madhouse. Oh, I'm sure. And there's like four different areas that you can enter. You know, it's going to be long. People say, you know, it's probably going to be 45 minutes to an hour. But the way that it was set up, and you're going through the turnstiles, you know, mm-hmm. weaving back and the forth cues, all the way. Yep, yes, yep, yep. But you couldn't get into them, and there were people from all directions trying to push into to those get little to that areas point. to get into those little queues to get you in oh, to the wraparounds. So you got your luggage, and how long before you saw a customs agent? Hour and a half. Oh, my God. I'd have been apoplectic. It took 40 minutes. And so I was at the front. So it was myself, my wife, and our friend Katie, the birthday girl. Yeah. And I said, Katie, follow me. So we're pushing, and we're trying to lead everybody, but I'm pretty aggressive, and I'm short, and I can get underneath people a little bit, (laughs) because that's what it took. It, It really did. So one of our groups behind us, they got cut off. One of the guys, there was almost fisticuffs. And the thing that pissed me off more than anything, though, I'm in front. Katie's behind me. There's one person kind of in between as we had finally got into the queue. We're rounding the first of like 40 different wraparounds oh that you do making God. your way through. And I see this group of people lift up the little cord. Yeah, yeah. And they sneak like 15 of them in. So now there's 15 people between me and Katie and Tara. And so now I'm well in front of them. Then we wrap around again. I see another group of do that. So our other group of 11 people, they took forever. So I got our bags after I finally got through. I was the first one So through. you don't get your bags until Oh, you... no. No, you got to go through customs I'm first. I think going into Canada what it's like. It was brutal to get you through. You do that. go through. You do see the officer before you get to your yeah. bags. Yeah, yeah. So I got everyone's bags set up and- I mean, but you so still long. got another check, right? Then there's still the gendarmes waiting for you before you yes. walk out. If they give to give you the random check or the random pull in, uh, come to this room. And one of my buddies, I'm not going to name names here, but he might have had a vape pen in his, uh, and he was one of the people that was pulled to the side. <laughs> he might have had one. Uh-huh. He might have. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And did he get me? Did he get caught with that? Maybe had a vape pen. Well, it, apparently he had three cartridges also with him, uh-huh. and they found them all. Uh-huh. Uh, but the customs agent told him, you know, you can't. 
you can't bring these into the country. He said, oh, thanks. And he picked it up and put it back in his pocket. And just walked through. <laughs> just they, they went through everything and said, yeah, you're not supposed to bring those in. They let them go. But whew, that could have been disastrous. So then going back, you got to go through American customs. Yes. Much more streamlined. Yeah. Going into Houston as was going the other way. Wow. That's a long time to it go was. through. It, it was well over and I was probably, as I was the quickest, it's probably about an hour 10 for me, but the rest of the group was huh. over an hour and a half to get back to our bags. Uh. But I had everybody's bags set up. We were ready to go. And, and then, what time is this? Because is the sun still out and you want to get oh, to the yeah. beach? I mean, oh, this is boy. two o'clock. So you're missing prime time. Oh, yeah. Oh. But then we tied it on when we got there. Oh, I'm sure you did. And, Thursday was a rough one. Slow down after Thursday. Yeah, that was the first full bit. day. Yep. You got that excitement of your first full day. Mm-hmm. A lot of beach out in the sun for the full time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hey, what's too the, many cocktails? What, what's the food like? It's a resort. It's the buffet style, and then you get to choose the different dinner options that you gotcha. have. So they had the hibachi grill. You know where you have yeah, the. Yeah. They do that in front of you. There was a French restaurant we went one night. There was Italian. Um, our favorite. They had a Mexican restaurant. With authentic Mexican, but then they also had a separate taco bar where basically they're just grilling everything in front of you. All right, you want steak in this one, you want some peppers, you want onions, mm-hmm. you can pick whatever. And meat. that's an all day thing if you're hungry that's, in the middle of the afternoon. That's dinner only. These oh, are all okay. dinner only. But okay. yeah, the buffets are open all the time, but they were fine. You know, mm-hmm. they're buffets. Tell me about the bars. Do they have uh, tap beer? Yes. It well, was Corona and Modelo. Modelo's tap. good. Modelo's not bad. I like Modelo a lot more too. than I anticipated because yeah. it's darker than what yeah, I usually you can like. Get either, you got both. Yep. Had a lot of those. Had a lot of pineapple daiquiris. I love daiquiris in general. Yeah, I love yeah. rum. And they're good for you. Oh, yes. All that sugar right. all day long. is right. Fruit. Just, Fruit. Right. Just floating in the pool. <laughs> and then I said, well, I love pineapple. The pineapple was incredible, as you'd imagine, down there. And I'm like, well, instead of a strawberry daiquiri, I'm going to have a pineapple daiquiri. And then I had about 15 of them. Uh, Sounded like a good day. idea at the time. Not that night. <laughs> I had to go to bed a little early that one. Oh, all-inclusive. Only done it twice in my life. Going to have to add that one again. Those are fun. Yeah, never um, never done one. Well, it sounds, like, it sounds like you had a blast. Glad you did charge batteries and off you go to state wrestling starting <laughs> tomorrow. Right. So what, do you, what, what is our schedule? How, many, how much KXNO airtime will you get? So it will be mostly on the bull okay. as we yeah. do have, of course, Iowa State women, Wild mm-hmm. Wolves games, and the like. Tomorrow, first round of the wrestling action, Class 3A. We'll begin at 6 o'clock. That'll be on the Bull, yep. 96.9. And you can also find it on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, then on Thursday, we'll be back here on KXNO at 7 o'clock for the quarterfinal round. Then Friday and Saturday night, semifinals and championship back on the Bull again. So one day on KXNO, three on the Bull. We'll also keep you up to date. Same thing with girls' state basketball and boys' state basketball. We'll have the games. Same thing. We'll have it meets, but it'll be between the two stations. It's flipping back and forth right. whenever you can uh, get clear. It's good yep. stuff. Well, good to have you back. Appreciate the uh, glad Thank you, you got for your, holding down the fort. Nope. Glad you got your batteries recharged. You got to go to Wellman's. I did. Yeah. I, uh, it was fun uh, being out there on Friday. Um, How I, was your on site engineer, Sean Roberts? <laughs> it was good. Yes. Yeah. You know, I never get to spend too much time with Sean. Right. right? So we, we had, uh, it was fun. That's it, good. It was fun. Good stuff. All right. Uh, it's coming up on 1130. Time for another $1,000 slam dunk. This is the final week of this contest. There was a winner in the building again yesterday, but not on this frequency. It was down the hall here on 1040 News Radio, 1040 WHO. Uh, but right now, you can go to KX. 
Rexano.com. And uh, once you get there, you can enter this nationwide contest by inserting the keyword Bills into that pop-up box that will be right in the middle of your screen. Bills at KXNO.com. Your chance to uh, win $1,000, another opportunity coming up in an hour. Shelby Mast on the brackets. Uh, he will join us next. Bracketwag.com is Shelby's site. He updates it each and every day. Bracketwag.com. Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Mary Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Let's get right to our friend Shelby Mast. Bracketwag.com is his site. Bracketwag.com. He updates his bracket each and every day. Uh, he's the bracketologist for one of them, for the Gannett newspaper chain. He's back with us again uh, here today on a Tuesday. He is each and every Tuesday right up until uh, Selection Sunday. Hello, Shelby Trenton, Ken in Des Moines. As always, appreciate you finding time for this. I want to ask you a about a team that currently you don't even have them in your first four out or your next four out, but I wonder what it would take for Texas Tech to start creeping their way into that conversation. I get they've only won three games in conference, but they seemingly have found themselves big win last night over Texas, uh, coupled with a win uh, over the weekend over K-State, who'd been playing well. What is Texas Tech? Are they, I mean, is it hopeless for them at this point without going on to win the Big 12 tournament, which is asking a lot? What would it take, Shelby? I don't think it's hopeless. I have not removed them from consideration. They're hanging around. They're, they, I mean, they're a good team, no doubt about it. And being the Big 12 helps. I, I just, I can't, I can't see them doing it, but there's a chance. Uh, it probably have to win out regular season, maybe with one loss, and then have a good show in the tournament, in the Big Club tournament, and I think that might be enough. A lot of quality wins Oof. if they are able to do that, and it's going to improve upon that resume. What is the low watermark for a team getting in in terms of conference wins? Is it 7-11? and 11? Is that the lowest that we've ever seen make it in as an at-large? I think we saw a 6-12 one year, but okay. I don't all exactly because conference records don't play into what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it depends on the conference, too. Now, the Big 12, 7 is a whole lot better than in the ACC this year. Right. So, <laughs> I'll say. Conference in the team and what, who those wins are against. Iowa State, you have them, uh, I think you had them two last week. They're down to three. They've... Uh, Kind of fallen on some hard times. I think that win over Kansas maybe clouds some perception. Uh, NK State a couple of weeks prior to that. Um, but kind of fallen on hard times lately, Shelby. Losing both games last week to Oklahoma State and on the road uh, in Morgantown to take on the West Virginia team and what was a very physical team. You have them still on the three line. How... Um, uh, how do I guess? How do you feel about their spot at three, and what's the likelihood um, of getting back? Or I mean, that's probably their ceiling at this point. Maybe. Well, they could scoot back up, but the way they're playing, I don't think I would count on it. I've got them as my last three seed right now, uh, so they're closer to the four line. Yeah. But I mean, they, they've had a great season, unexpected. But great, and now I, I don't know if that Kansas game 
what all it took out of them, but they seem tired. And so they get their energy back up, and they've got a shot to stay. They want to stay a protected seat, one of the top four. Because mm-hmm. uh, then they, they get, you know, home, not home court advantage. Pretty close. Home, <laughs> pretty close, yeah. And, uh, so it, it'd be better if they stayed four, but they could fall to five. Speaking of that, of course, Iowa State fans, they've been talking for quite a while now about the possibility of playing just uh, up the road from them in here in Des Moines and the possibility of getting that. There's also been some brackets out there that have Iowa, though not as a top four seed, but yet still playing in Des Moines. In the past, they worked to protect those teams, even in the round of 32. Like as an 8-9, maybe? Right, or even 7-10, I think I saw them in Des Moines, where the two seed in that scenario, well, Mm -hmm. the seven seed would have home court advantage, if you will, playing in Des Moines as opposed to you know, playing in Orlando or Denver or something like that. But that's a, that's gone by the wayside, right? Fill us in on those details for the protection of a top-four seed and a team like Iowa, even as not a top-four seed, still with an opportunity maybe to play in Des Moines. Yeah, they could. The, the committee is not going to bend over backwards to make that happen, right. whereas Texas seed, they do what they can to make it uh, more comfortable for them. But the the seeds five through sixteen, they get them in the closest region, uh, as long as it doesn't affect the the other higher seeded teams. Uh, you know, you can't have Iowa playing too close if they're seeded lower. So they will uh, they'll try to they'll try to accommodate everybody, but you can't do that. Uh, but geography is a big important thing. Shelby, uh, you still have Purdue as your number one overall seed, despite the fact that they've lost two out of their last three Northwestern. So two-part question. Northwestern, in your bracket today, they are a seven. Where were they prior to the win over Purdue? And I guess Purdue hanging to, on to that number one overall seed by a thread at this point? Yeah, it's a, it's a small margin now because they uh, any room that they had to – Move around uh, is gone. They, they they may they will fall if they lose another one. Uh, Northwestern I had at nine and I moved them to seven, and I I wanted to move them up further, but I did I couldn't do it. So uh, another team here that matters in our area is Creighton. Blue Jay alums around here. They've been a good program for a long time. Of course, former from the MVC. Coach McDermott's squad had that awful stretch. They lost six straight games. They looked terrible in many of those games. Got blown out a couple of times. Lost back-to-back games in January to UConn and Xavier. And since then, they just keep winning. Eight wins in a row. The metrics love them. Ken Palm has them in the top ten. Same at Bart Torvik. You look there, they're absolutely beloved. Plus, you look at that resume, a lot of those losses were were without Kalkbrenner. What do you do with this team? They've been so good when Kalkbrenner has been there, maybe one of the best teams in the country, yet the overall resume has some holes in it. Creighton, do they maybe have the possibility of the most variance where, hey, you know what, they could be maybe as high as a number 3 seed and as low as a 7 or 8, 9, 10, right in that range? Yeah, they've got a weird resume. Um, you know, The thing that's sticking with me is what happened at Texas A&M last year. They had a long losing streak, and they played great down the stretch, and they didn't get in. I don't think Creighton is in danger of that, but they've had a long losing streak. I feel they should be seated higher, but will the committee do that? They're not supposed to look at a streak and have that 
matter. You know, supposed to put all the games in a hat and pull them out one by one, and there's your resume, no matter what order. But it did matter, they said, with Texas A&M last year. So I've got to put some stock in that. If Drake wins out, and right now you have them in the tournament as a 13 seed as the representative of the Valley, if they win out, get to the you know Sunday in the Valley Championship against, uh, say, a Bradley, another team that's had a really nice year, um, is there a potential that, that the Valley would get to? Because what did you say they would be, Trent? 27-6, and six, did you say? 26-7. and 26-7. Yeah, win out until that conference championship game. Is there enough meat on that bone for even being bubble consideration? Uh, there being consideration, no doubt about it. It just depends on who is on the bubble from the Power 5 t- uh, schools. You know, if you got a, a North Carolina... Uh, they clearly on the bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wisconsin has been stinking. Kentucky is out right now. Yeah. I think they might have a case, but it just depends on who is there. And as long as Drake does win out and get to the conference tournament finals, it's not a bad team that they lose to. So it's not crazy to think that Kentucky or North Carolina may not be a part of that this year. Or both. Wow. Or both. I mean, when was the last time that happened? And North Carolina was the number one preseason, were they not? They, uh, yeah, they were, yeah. So what was the... Kentucky was my preseason pick to win it all. <laughs> First team I bet to win it all, too. Um, so yeah. is, is when was the last time a preseason number one tournament did not even hear their name called on Selection Sunday? I don't know if it has happened. I, I can't <sighs> believe it has, but I can't recall. I think I read yesterday that only three times ever has a AP preseason number, number one, one not been a three-seed or better. Oh my God! A three seater better. I mean, how ridiculous yeah. is that? And Shelby, you have them in the play-in game, North Carolina, correct? And hey, they're my last team in. Jesus, they have zero quad one wins, and I don't. I haven't looked at their schedule, but you know, Duke is <laughs> going to be a home game, but that's not quad one. No. You know, if you get, I'm looking right now at your at your playing Clemson, Wisconsin, New Mexico, North Carolina. And then we get Howard and uh, a couple other schools. Um, but, boy, if you get some heavy heads like that on Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. that would be pretty juicy. I mean, uh, I like rating. Yes, absolutely rating. You put Kentucky-Carolina in a playing oh, game? Oh, my God. You, you don't think Turner's uh, jumping up and down about that one on True TV? A lot of people are searching for that one even quicker. Absolutely. You know who else is jumping them? Any any other city, the bigger city than Dayton. Oh, yeah. Right? We want that game. <laughs> Bring it here. Unbelievable. Well, we talked about the big uh, conferences that matter most here. Obviously, Big Ten, Big 12, and the MVC. The SEC is intriguing. you got Alabama up to number one. Tennessee, boy, they guard you, but they just mm-hmm. stink They had a bad loss this last weekend, I think, too. This, this SEC, I... They're a difficult conference to kind of wrap your arms around exactly what they're going to be. What do you think of that conference as a whole this year? You there, Shelby? Yeah, I am now. Okay. SEC. The SEC conference as a whole, when you look at it in its totality, what do you, how would you rate that conference this year? Mm-hmm. 
Shelby, we're uh, we're having trouble hearing you. In fact, we we can't hear you. Uh, we will um, we'll let you go and grab you next week. Thank you, Shelby. Appreciate you coming on bracketwag.com, bracketwag.com for our friend Shelby Mast. Um, where are you on Alabama? I like them. They have. Can they win it all? What's well, Alabama? I, I run into this too much in basketball. It's Alabama, right? Final four, absolutely. I don't think so. I. Can Houston win it all? No. I don't think so either. Six game, six wins in a row is what they have to do. Who I just, can win it? How many schools can win it all? Kansas. Uh-huh. I, I, don't think, I don't think Purdue can. Those guards, Trent, the other day, the two yeah. young guards, they were they were bad. And are, Yeah, I, I just don't see it. Kansas, yes. Baylor, yes. Texas? Texas yes. Okay. Arizona, yes. Uh-huh. UCLA? I think so. Their resume's weird, too, though. They haven't played hardly mm-hmm. anybody this year. Gonzaga? I don't think they can. I don't think they can either. I mean, Timmy is so bad on screen and rolls. Uh-huh. That's all teams do to him. Get yep. Just yep. every time down the floor. Put him in a screen and roll, yep. and boom. Man. It just, mm-hmm. So, no. I'm. We're at four. Tennessee? UConn? Yes. When they're right, they're so good. Virginia? Yes. They're six. K-State? Uh, no. Win six games. No, now. I don't think so. Iowa State. No, nope. no. Marquette. Nope. No. Xavier. I like that Xavier. I team. haven't seen enough of them. Can't help you. Maybe it's just the love of Jack Dungey. But okay. No. St. Mary's. No. Miami. No. Indi- Indiana. I hope so. I got thirty-five to one. I think Indiana has a better chance than Purdue. Is that dumb to say? No. Win six straight games. They got a stud guard now mm-hmm. that is no longer a mm-hmm. freshman. Yep. Shafino. Yep. We know what they are inside. Mm-hmm. Jackson Davis can win a game. Race Thompson can win a game yep. for you. I, yep. I'm putting them in there. That's seven. San Diego State, no. Nope. TCU. Not without Miles. Yeah. We uh, got to see him. 100%. Play. How about Miami? I really like that Miami team. Well, um, they, they are certainly in the right conference but to win the all. We're at seven teams. I mean, then we're into Duke, Illinois. No. Creighton, NC State, Auburn, Rutgers. I mean, no. We're, we're talking about winning six straight. No. All these teams can get to the Final Four. Every single one of them can get to a Final Four. But I'm at seven. And do you throw within the Blue Bloods, though? The Carolinas, if they figure it no out. No way. Michigan no way. State? Nope. Nope. Duke? Nope. No. Seven teams. That's crazy. That's kind of a fun exercise. It is. It is. It's wide open. It's wide open. Who is the betting favorite? And is the betting favorite can't be like the betting favorite better be north of five to one at this point. Because that's not fair odds. Right. I mean, Purdue, but it's gotta be they gotta be they gotta be six and a half. Purdue's the number one overall seed in Shelby's bracket. Are they still the favorite to win it all? I would get Houston still is continue to be up there. I don't get it. I don't either. That team has too many limitations offensively, I believe, to win six straight mm-hmm. games, and that's what we continue to talk about. Futures win it all. Houston's a betting favorite, six to one, seven to one. Well, that's better. That's good. That's that's fair. Purdue nine to one, along with Alabama, hmm. UCLA, Kansas, Arizona, all fourteen to one. I would love to go back and see what this was like with the, with the the favorites at this time last year. Because I got numbers three and a half to one, four and a half yeah. to one. Something Look at Zag like, at one point, weren't they like plus two eighty five or something? Uh, yeah, at one point they yeah. were. Yeah, I think they were around four to one at this time of year. UConn twenty to one, Baylor twenty to one, Baylor still twenty to one, huh? Yeah. Well, you're going to add. I already more? did. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm I'm done. I'm playing baseball now, and I've already bet my futures on the Super Bowl for next year. Guess who I unloaded on, Trent? You did not. Yes, I did. 
How many times do I have to warn him? Stop betting the Chargers. <laughs> I got him at 25 to 1, and I just I couldn't stop my thumb. You know who else I bet to win the Super Bowl next year? And I think I'm throwing money away, but when I saw 70 to 1, and they've got a new head coach, they don't have a quarterback. Um, and I like the staff that Frank Wright is putting together. The Carolina Panthers, they're in the right division. They're in the right division. I liked what I saw out of Carolina this year. They, at the end of the season, they mm-hmm. were playing way, way better. Way better. And 70 to 1? I mean, no, you got to get there. Yeah. But that's tantalizing. I bet, the, I bet the Bengals, I bet the Chargers, and I bet the Panthers. Well, it didn't go very well this year. No, it didn't. The good news is you got a long time till August to Indeed, add to that portfolio. I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, uh, we'll take our final time out. We'll talk to Adam Emenecker, Doco Pizza sponsors Emenecker. He'll join us to kick off hour number two. Shelby Mast on the Big 12. Trent's Plays of the Day Circus Sports sponsors. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.693. Final minute, first hour of the program. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Uh, real quick, Trent, mm-hmm. what, what did you make of the uh, the Pac-12's announcement yesterday that everything is fine? That was weird. I thought so, too. That's a Friday at 6. That was one, yeah, that... Everything's fine. There's some tension, isn't there? It has to be. You don't come out with that. If there's not something going on, you don't come out with that kind of press release. And if you missed it. The pressure that Klyovkov must be under. Yes. It is immense. Mm -hmm. And the corner schools that we hear about, but we heard it again today as we were getting ready for the show. We're going to Washington or not off the table. Nope. It's not just about the corner schools, it's the two big name schools that are left. And. Are they going to need more concessions than an Arizona and Colorado would? Probably. They probably would, yeah. But is it worth it? That's just it. I think it is. And SMU and San Diego State, I mean, please. Right. What? That doesn't do much. That's settling. But that's where they are. That's where they are. That's where they are. This conference, I think, is in trouble. Mm. We shall see. All right, hour two coming up. Adam Emenecker on Drake. Playing good basketball. What's the latest on Tucker DeVries? Adam has the game tomorrow night at the McLeod Center. He'll be the color man on that game. You and I and Drake will do Emanecker when we come back. Matt Poston's on the Big 12. Trent's plays of the day. Before we get out of here, just before one, it's Miller and Condon, 106.3 KXNO.